0: Not gonna say it, somebody should. Let's talk about two time. Let's talk about bum one, yeah. Asking the questions that nobody could. Like, where are the bone thoughts and are they in harmony? Turn, turn, turn. Hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of this show. I'm Pete, the host of the show. And uh, the guest as well. I'm everything. This is it. Some people will tell you, oh, the fans. The fans are what the show's really for. No, it's obviously that's not it. Because, uh, I don't know why. It's just not. Um, before we do anything else today, I did want to make an update. I think we did a brief story on Tyra Banks opening a model land modeling theme park um, probably about a year ago, and I just remembered that for some reason, so I I did look to see if there were updates, and there are no updates. All the stories about it are from February 2019. Um, Yep, that's February, mid-February 2019 is all the stories. So I, I do want to keep everyone abreast of Tyra Bank news. That that should be some kind of... I should have made some kind of pun about Tyra Banks and her jugs and being abreast, but it wasn't really a t- intended that way. Anyway, we'll keep you up to date on Tyra Banks news. But uh, if anyone sees anything about her theme park, her model land of sorts, me being an authority on the novel, model land, um, good to know. So, today, we're going to take a delve. Can you take a delve? Take an Adele into, uh, going to a delve into the music of Adele. We're going to take a delve into the world of political talk radio, because in order to uh, make this the most popular show in the world, which is the plan for the, uh, you know, by episode 500, so I've given myself quite a bit of time, but not, not that much. Got another like eighty episodes, seventy nine episodes, to make this the most popular podcast in the world. Um, one of the most popular podcast forms seems to be political, and so I've decided. Well, all right, let's try it. Let's let's see what happens when Helpful Snowman goes political. And uh, basically, there are two p- episodes that we're going to try this on. We're going to do a super conservative version. And a super liberal version. Because again, the goal is to make this a popular show, not to uh, express anything or do any important work. Obviously. So, uh, we're just going to whore out here. We're just going to try one way and see what happens. See if anyone is like, that was amazing. And uh, then we'll try it the other way and see if it happens. Or if, you know, if it does nothing and that's kind of what I expect, then that's what we'll do. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, we're starting with the conservative version today um, I had a difficult time I have to say finding uh, what I would call crazy left-wing views but that's that's gonna be what the conservative version is is attacking the uh, craziest left-wing policies which I tried to find by doing a brief google of like what are the craziest left-wing ideas um, and I didn't find a lot. I gotta be honest. I don't, I don't know, maybe because the left-wing ideas don't seem as crazy, but also I think there are a lot of things that are associated with right-wing that I don't necessarily think, uh, represent right-wing politics. I, I don't know, I don't know, like, I find a lot of Alex Jones stuff, right? Like, um, these kids weren't really shot at this school. This was all staged, and that seems to be a right wing associated thing. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that is something that I would say is even remotely fringe right wing, or if it's just like not even really a thing. I don't know. I don't know how this all happens. I mean, this is part of what's going to be difficult about this is I'm not the most political person in the world, but uh, I found a list. So let's let's start with this. I found a little, like, newsy uh, music. So let's let's do that to make this fucking official. I hate how every asshole, like, you, you find a thing on freesound.org, which I probably shouldn't complain about. This is 26 seconds long. It's got a full, like, two seconds of silence at the beginning. Like, don't upload your fucking thing. Upload your thing so it starts when I push play. I don't need a... I don't need this. pretty newsy, though. I'll give it credit. Hi, I'm here with the news from the conservative world. It's me, Pete, with the uh, conservative news. (laughs) I wonder how hard that kind of music is to make. It doesn't seem that hard, but what the hell do I know? All right. One of my first, one of the the best ones I found was uh, this story that basically was saying Bernie Sanders was talking about abortion and population control, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to have to take a look into this." Now, here's one of the problems: the further you look into these, the less crazy they are, because of course, once you actually find out. So let's let's use this one as the prototypical example. Uh, once you look into it, you basically find out that Bernie Sanders is saying, well, family planning is an important aspect of, uh, making the world green. And, you know, when you get down to it, you're like, well, yeah, probably. I mean, if every couple that's together had no more than two kids, then the population would stop growing as quickly and, uh that would probably solve a lot of problems. It's probably a lot easier to be green if we have fewer people to worry about. Whenever you watch, like, The Walking Dead or something like that, I'm kind of like, hey, you know, these guys could just burn huge mounds of plastic and it'd probably still be fine, just compared to... I mean, there's, like, no more planes. So there you go. They, they probably, that small of a segment of human population, probably could not affect the climate. That's my opinion. So the Walking Dead plan. But, you know, so uh, to talk about this in the conservative way, though, is like, so Bernie's saying we should all get abortions, that you shouldn't be able to have whatever kind of family you want, which I would say is uh, against my religious rights to not wear a condom, because there's that part in the Bible that says, no condoms, thank you very much. Thou shalt not wear the skin of a sheep, a lamb, how come those are lamb skin condoms? It's not sheepskin's not enough. It's like oh, it's a baby sheep. Oh, okay, that's nice. Also, is sheep the only animal where we call the meat of it by the name of the baby? So it's like a lamb, lamb chops, for example. It's like if we were eating cats, but we called it oh yeah, these are uh, kitten wings. Okay, they're not they're not cat bones. They're kitten. That we're eating off of, I mean, they're actually they're cat, but whatever. We're calling it this. That was the best. That was the best crazy one I found. But let's let's go through some of these other. Now NPR didn't work because it said, "Here are the quote outside the box progressive ideas twenty twenty Democrats are p- pitching," which I was like, I don't know. I feel like this outside the box thing is. Whatever. I did find one that was pretty good, though. Job guarantees. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker has released a draft job guarantee plan. And New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand and Sanders have said they're in favor of some sort of job guarantee. It's a broad policy idea that could take any number of forms, but the basic idea is that the government guarantees work to whoever wants it. One left-leaning think tank's draft plan advocates the government would hire people to work in infrastructure, childcare, and the Postal Service, among many others. Plans often also guarantee a wage well above the current federal minimum of $7.25 an hour. That one seems difficult to me. To guarantee jobs to anyone who's, like, willing to work. I mean, seems like a good idea. I guess I'm supposed to be right-wing, so I have to say that's a bad idea. How is this a bad idea? (laughs) I don't know. I I can't do it, this one. Let's let's go on to some others. This is from dailycaller.com. I don't know what that is. It says, Joe Biden interrupts his wife's campaign speech to bite her finger. Is that true? Biden described allowing children to play with his wet leg hair in resurfaced clip. I've loved kids jumping on my lap. (laughs) I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure, okay, it's got a picture, but then, uh, okay, she almost hits him in the head, making a gesture, and then Joe Biden bit it. Oh, yeah, he did. It does look like it in this picture. I can't tell if that really happened, though. Joe Biden appeared to be amused by the move, smiling as she continued her speech. Is this who we want as president? A wife finger biter? (laughs) More like Joe Biden. Am I right? Good old Joe Biden. This is going to be my Joe Biden nickname now. Because this is something I've learned about politics. You got to come up with like nicknames. They don't even have to be good. That's the mistake that everyone makes. They think that the nicknames have to be like real clever. But you could just do like Crooked Hillary. You know where I learned this lesson? You're going to think I'm going to say Donald Trump, but I'm going to say The X Files. Mulder's nickname on The X Files is Spooky Mulder. That is not a 10. As nicknames go, it's like a, it's all right, but it's not like, oh, that's the one. I feel like Spooky Mulder is the nickname they put in the initial spec scripts, and they were like, well, let's see a little bit more, you know, or they were like Creepy Mulder, but they're like, I don't know, David Duchovny is not really creepy. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for him to be, you know, that'd be like, oh, we, we're we going to have Scully be uh, Old Hag Scully, and then they cast her, and they're like, ah, fuck, that's not going to work. Um, so, yeah, but Spooky Mulder, and that's the one that stuck. I feel like it was the original script, and then they're like, well, we'll come up with something better, and then they're just like, nah, we never did. But, uh, yeah, and Crooked Hillary is, like, not that great. But it stuck. And what's what's Donald's thing? I don't know what his, like, horrible... There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of different ones, but there hasn't been the one. Like the one that everybody's like, all right, this is the one. Um, they haven't done it yet. So Joe Biden, that's my new one. All right, so let's see. This is an older one, older article, but let's see. It's got everything listed here. So first is abolishing the Electoral College. Um, well, well, Democrats, I thought that you guys were into college for everyone. I thought that you all were like, college, college, college. College is the greatest thing. But then you take the one college that really is the most American college of all time and you want to get rid of that? So you want all of our kids to go to college, but you don't want anyone to have a voting electoral college? Seems a little hypocritical. Seems a a little bit of a bad thinking. I will, I will say, I did. I was reading about the Electoral College, and I think that the Electoral College doesn't work in some ways, but I don't know if one person, one vote is totally the answer either, because, I mean, the whole point here is that, like, the point of the Electoral College is basically, like, okay, so if, if it's one person, one vote, basically politicians are going to go to New York City, uh, places in California, you know, like... Chicago, the, the top 10 most populated cities are really the only ones that have to be courted uh, by politics, right? And, like, politics, if some if one person's going to be in charge of the entire United States, um, cities have different concerns than, like, other parts of the United States. And I, I don't know, I kind of have this belief that, like, not every place should be in New York City. Like, New York City's got its stuff, and it's good things, and people should have places they can live that aren't like that. Um, if they don't want to live in New York City, then they shouldn't have to. So I, I think there is something to be said for a system that allows people who... it It's like the city that's the most populated than has the largest say in everything and i do feel like the largest cities already do have a larger say in everything um but also i think the electoral college sucks so i don't know there's got to be i think this is the huge thing and why this show is never going to be popular because the politics that i go for are like well okay this thing doesn't work Doing the exact opposite probably isn't the answer either. Like most things, the answer's probably somewhere in the center. But there you go. Oh, I can become a Daily Caller patriot? Just, just the language of that, that like their fans are called patriots. I think I've found the right website <laughs> that I'm looking for. This isn't that Nazi thing, is it? What's that called? And they just have a cute picture of a puppy instead of uh, in front of an American flag. We don't like complainers. Oh, no, what is that? That's the Daily Stormer, right? That's the thing that's the, like, the Nazi thing. An American far-right neo-Nazi white supremacist and Holocaust denial commentary. The first thing when you look up the Daily Stormer is the Wikipedia entry. And then the next thing is Daily Stormer book clubs. I have to know what this is. I'm clicking on a thing that I probably shouldn't. Okay, this is like fighting hate for good, so this is a thing on it. SBCs, what is that? Stormer book clubs are small localized crews of young white men who follow and support Andrew Anglin and his neo-Nazi website, The Daily Stormer. SBC members present themselves as American nationalists and are But what's the book club? I want to know what the book club is. They're small crews of young white men who follow... It did bullet points, and now it's telling me the same thing. Are these not book clubs? I don't know if these are book clubs. I think this might just be using the book club as its own thing. I don't see any books. I'm like, what books are they reading? I'm curious. Okay, well. It doesn't look like it's a a book club. Okay, well. (sighs) You know, you almost had me there for a second. I was like, well, I want to know what these guys are reading. Like, what's, what's their stuff? I was going to be real disappointed if it was Mein Kampf or whatever, though. I mean, it's not very creative. It's not very now. I got to say, like, if I look at a regular book club and they're like, we're going to read 100 Years of Solitude, and then we're going to read Tom Sawyer, and I'm like, oh, wow, how'd you find those books? That's really Interesting. Good for you for exploring the margins of literature. But then <laughs> if you're doing like a white power book club, I'd be like, I don't know. Shouldn't you be reading something that's like, I've, shouldn't people read the canon before they get in? I mean, isn't that like, this is like uh, if you had a religious book club and you're like, well, we read the Bible. And you're like, eh, okay. Let's see. Number two, give reparations to descendants of slaves. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, they picked the most hilarious pictures of the candidates. Actually, the Beto O'Rourke picture above isn't that bad, but they always pick them like mid-sentence or something. Um, Booker introduced a Senate bill earlier this month that that would study the possibility of reparations for the descendants of slaves. When asked if he supported reparations, Booker responded, not only do I support it, but I have legislation that actually does it. Other candidates have offered supportive attitudes for reparations such as Senators Kamala Harris of California, Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, and Bernie Sanders of Vermont. Why are they telling us where they're from? That seems weird to me. Kamala Harris of California. Uh, Let's see. What do I have to say against that? Boy, I feel like this is a very loaded topic. But... um, well, I I think I need to know a little bit more about this because I don't think that Tyra Banks should be getting a monthly check from me. But there you go. I don't I don't know. What else what else can you really say about this? I mean, well, okay. How about how come we're giving reparations to uh let's see descendants of slaves? But not just like Native American people. That seems like that seems like we're uh, picking and choosing our groups that we fucked over. Hmm. <laughs> how come how come them and not them? That's like the the key argument. I think that's the best argument because then really, would people say that? Right? Aren't they saying I'm arguing for giving things to nobody? I'm not really arguing that we should give it to them. I'm saying, well, because you didn't think of this other group first, uh, that invalidates giving it to them altogether, which is kind of a silly way to look at it, right? But fuck it. That's that's all I got. That's all I've got. Uh, lowering the voting age to 16. Hawaii Rep- Representative Tulsi Gabbard and California Rep- Representative Eric Swalwell... Oh, that's a hard name to go through school with. Swalwell, Eric Swalwell, voted in favor of legislation that would lower the voting age to 16. Additionally, California Senator Kamala Harris and New Jersey Senator Cory Booker are both open to the idea. Um, I don't love this idea. I mean, okay, here's the thing. We need to fucking pick an age when people are grownups. At what age are we going to say, like, look, at this point, you're basically a grown-up. And I know, I know that, like, your mind isn't really, your brain's not really cemented until you're 25, right? But, like, how come it's a different age for, like, okay, well, you can drive, and then at this age, you can buy, like, a lottery ticket. At this age, you can buy cigarettes, but at a different age, you can buy booze, but i I think cigarettes are probably worse than booze, right? And also probably like worse to give access to it an eighteen year old just because it's like, I don't know i I guess I'd trust the decision making of a twenty one year old slightly more than an eighteen year old. but uh i I not I don't it's like we gotta make sure they can smoke as early as possible. like <laughs> why is that a thing? I don't even know what's the legal age for, like, buying weed. To to buy weed, Colorado. I probably should have put marijuana. And maybe it would have just popped up. Oh, you have to be 21? Okay, wait. This is... If you're between the ages of 18 and 21... Um... Okay, you can go in. What the fuck? Okay, it looks like 21. Let's just say, let's just assume it's 21. Here's my point I think it should probably be the same for like everything. Like, you should be able to rent a car at this age. You should be able to get a lease on an apartment at this age. You should be able to get a hotel room at this age. You should be able to drink a beer. You should be able to be drafted. You should be able to sign legal contracts at age X. And at that point, whatever. I mean, I got to say, I think, okay, lowering the voting age seems like a pretty convenient way to uh, get more people on your side if you're a Democrat. Because, I mean, don't younger generations tend to be more progressive as we go? Like, things seem to tend to get more progressive in general the younger people get. So it just seems like kind of a cheap way to add some people. I mean, I think we would all say like, okay. Well, what if what if when you're an old person, you could? uh, Okay, here's my plan. Because I'm conservative right now, my plan is okay. If we lower the voting age to 16, you should also be able to vote in one election beyond your death. So that way, old people can say like, well, here's I would vote Republican or Democrat in the next election after I'm dead. And that would even it out. And so basically what would happen is we would just have an equal number of 16-year-olds and dead old people voting. And uh, whatever. Why should death be what stops people from voting in elections? I think that's crazy. I would like to put in my will that I, I think that revoking my right to vote, especially what if I die before I'm like super old? Like, what's a reasonable life expectancy? Let's say my life expectancy is 80. Well, what if I die when I'm 70? Shouldn't I get one more vote in there? Isn't that a reasonable thing for a, a person to want to do? Damn it. It's, this would also... I'm, I'm proposing this in my conservative guise as a uh, thing that really does help um, marginalized populations. They tend to have a shorter life expectancy... And so really, this allows them to vote after they're in the grave. <laughs> there you go. Um, letting felons vote. At CNN's town hall on Monday, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders was asked whether he supported allowing felons in prison, such as the Boston Marathon bomber. I like how they like specify... think about, did you think about the Boston Marathon bomber? That's a guy, to vote. Sanders responded, The right to vote is inherent to our democracy. Yes, even for terrible people. Okay, well, I understand that they're granted everyone should have the right to vote, but then I think everyone should also have their other uh, rights. So felons in prison should be allowed to have guns. Boom. It's pretty hard to argue that they should have one right and not another, isn't it? Uh, Senator Sanders. Ah, got you cornered. Bet you didn't see that one coming. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, five. Letting male athletes compete on girls' teams. Girls' teams. The Equality Act would require schools to allow male athletes who identify as transgender girls to compete on female sports teams. I think they meant teams the bill would amend the civil rights act of 1964 to make sexual orientation and gender identity protected characteristics under anti-discrimination law does that mean the same thing that that would be a protected characteristic and then they'd also okay whatever currently the bill is supported by kamala harris cory booker tulsi gabbard and kirsten gillibrand who is kirsten gillibrand i don't even know who this is um there's a hilarious photo of Kamala Harris making a face like, I told you so. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I kind of like this one. I want this to be her photo when she's like, the next thing that goes wrong and she's not elected, and this is like, I told you, you should have picked me. That's what this looks like. Um, I don't think it looks as bad as they want it to. This The photo of Bernie is hilarious. He looks like fucking Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Like He just looks insane. <laughs> Marty, <laughs> we've got to make sure felons can vote. What? That's a that's a failed back to the future plot. It's like we got to go back and re re cajigger the uh, constitution so that felons can vote. Ah, Doc, I don't... <laughs> um, okay. What is this again? Oh, letting male athletes compete on girls' teams. Um, boy. I think there just needs to be a – so I think that what there should be to make this work is a male category, a female category, and then a gender nonconforming category. And then people could pick what they want. I guess the issue, right, is like, okay, if I'm female, I was born with a penis, but I'm female, I feel like not competing in sports is kind of like – not allowing me to be who I am. But, all right, what's my conservative argument? Okay, here's my conservative argument. Listen, I don't think that the uh, Detroit Pistons should have to uh, draft me because I'm 5'9 a half. but I feel like, and if I'd had proper nutrition growing up, this part's probably kind of true, I, if I'd had proper nutrition growing up and proper care, I... I would be much taller. I would probably be three or four inches taller and therefore a much better basketball player. So really, I feel that I should have been born into a tall body that was also coordinated and could even remotely play basketball. I do feel like I was born into a body that does not play basketball as well as I feel like I should be able to. I'm reasonably athletic, but I am terrible at basketball. But I don't think that that means the NBA should have to draft me. And so somehow that relates to people having to be in a category that they are born in. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't care about this that much because I don't care about sports that much. Um, but uh, whatever. I don't know. Packing the Supreme Court. In an effort to counter a slim conservative majority within the Supreme Court, five Democratic candidates have supported packing the courts and adding more seats. Candidates Pete Buttigieg, I learned how to say that, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Robert Beto O'Rourke. You could just call him Beto O'Rourke, right? Oh, is this a thing? Is this because it's like, oh, he's trying to sound like more Latino- by being Beethoven as opposed to Robert. But he's Robert, and we know it. And Kirsten Gillibrand have all contemplated proposals for the expansion. I don't really know what that means. Putting more people? Uh, adding more seats to the Supreme Court? I feel like, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that the Democrats feel that by having more people do things like more voters and more Supreme Court seats, that'll make it better for them. I don't know if that's going to work that... I don't know if this is a very good understanding of math in terms of proportion. So in other words, like, A, if most of the seats are conservative people, well, if we add more seats, won't that proportion continue? I mean, how does that work? I'm not really sure. Give everyone over eighteen a 1000 dollars Democratic candidate and entrepreneur Andrew Yang's platform is centered on universal basic income. His freedom <laughs> dividend, that is a stupid name, would give $1,000 a month to everyone aged 18 to 64. The money would come from, quote, technology. What? How does that work? The money. Now, this is a, a hilarious photo because he's in a hat that just says math on top of it. I assume this means something that I am not pr- aware of or privy to. It also appears he's being shoved into the photo by an off-screen uh, person in a trench coat. who's You can see his hand on Andrew Yang's back, and it really does look like he's being shoved into a photo. Andrew Yang also looks like he is battling a cold. Uh, let's see. Why is this a terrible idea? Um... I mean, if everyone is literally making an extra $1,000 a month, how long does it take before everything basically just costs another $1,000 a month? In other words, if my landlord knows I'm getting an extra $1,000 a month and my landlord's also getting an extra $1,000 a month, I suppose he could look at that and say, whatever, it's fucking all the same, it just evens out. But he could also look at that and say, you know, if I up the rent by 200 bucks a month this year um whatever he's still got an extra 800 dollars a month and then you know groceries go up another 200 bucks and then uh maybe my workplace also is like well fuck it we definitely don't need to give everyone a raise this year because uh that's 12,000 dollars A year? They're getting an extra $12,000 this year. So basically, I feel like it would be about a year and a half before it all just evened out, and then we're just right back in the same fucking place anyway. The numbers are different in the bank account, but the reality is whatever. And also, idiots would just spend it on, like, I don't know. I saw this show where celebrities buy sneakers, like fancy sneakers. I talked about that on this show. Where people just buy... (laughs) fancier sneakers an extra twelve thousand dollars worth of sneakers this year perhaps that would be a terrible terrible investment let's see tax the wealthy to cancel student loans and create universal free college massachusetts uh she looks like a crazed witch in this picture jesus man where do you getty images getty images your response do you take any responsibility for the images you put out Getty Images must just buy every fucking photo and then they're like you can get the rights and I bet they have collections that are like are you doing a conservative news story here's everyone at their worst I mean this is like one step above and I mean maybe a half step of the like National Enquirer being like share is practically dead and you're just like I mean she just looks like she's just walked up a flight of the stairs has a cold she's going into the the Dwayne Reed To buy some shit, I don't know, man. Um, Okay, she unveiled her new six hundred and forty billion dollar plan for tackling American student debt. Warren says that the universal free college program would eliminate debt for forty two million Americans by canceling up to fifty thousand dollars in student loans for every person with a household income under hundred thousand dollars. Hmm. All right, what do I have to say about that? Well. As a conservative, Um, I'm in a rock and a hard place here because I have to say that we're like the best country ever, but also I think this—I think that uh, 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 liberals—that's what I we call them, right? I think liberals think college is the answer for everything, like college is going to solve everything, but uh, I think the state of our public schools is so bad that having people arrive in college unprepared for college is not really to anyone's benefit. I mean, okay, I'm going to say this from uh, life experience. One of the things that I liked about college is that it was a great time to leave behind those kids who were in high school who fucking made fun of you for being a nerd because you, like, did homework and did schoolwork. (laughs) The kids who, like, really didn't want to be in high school and were kind of compelled to be in high school don't go to college. And uh, when you're in college, it's pretty nice to not have to be in class with those same people again. Like, in college, I had very few people wanting to copy my homework. Um, And the ones who did copy my homework, it was because I copied their homework and we just did every other homework. But it was never like, hey, I'm a guy who Pete went to school with who eventually uh, wound up killing some people and, uh, you know, got a a gang-affiliated horn tattoo on my forehead. And, uh, yeah, in eighth grade, when I asked to copy Pete's homework, he was pretty much going to let me do that because he was like, well, I don't want to get killed after school. So, sure that doesn't seem to happen so much in college. So I don't know. I don't know if free college is the answer. But the other thing is, like, with school being, uh, with... Look, if your fucking elementary school sucks, and then it's like, okay, well, basically the answer is we've just extended uh, what is mandatory school four more years, I don't know if that's going to fix the problems. Um, So free college, I think, causes a problem... Um, in addition to supposedly fixing a problem. But then again, I think like free college versus uh, universal basic income, I mean, if I'm gonna say that universal basic income's a crazy idea, at least everybody gets it. But then I don't know. Like, reparations, universal basic income, and free college are all kind of an interesting thing of like, let's give money to people. I know what I want to say about this as a concern. okay. Let me get my real conservative... I'm sitting up straight and attentive. Um, what I really want to say about this as a conservative is I think this is just a ploy to get the vote of more young people. Because if, if as they say, 42 million Americans would have their debt canceled, what's the real ethical and moral difference between me saying um, I'm going to how about I pay you $50,000 to vote for me, or saying, I'm going to create legislation that will cancel your $50,000 debt. Those seem awfully similar to me. I mean, I'm not, I kind of see the difference here, but I also think that that seems a little bit shady. It's not, not how I want my leaders to behave Let's see. Removing private health insurance. Another photo of Bernie Sanders where it looks like he's dying. (laughs) Uh, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All proposal would eliminate most private health insurance. The bill has been signed by four other candidates. Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, and Kirsten Gillibrand. I like how this is pitched as removing private health insurance. It, like, you know, neglects to say, well, it's replacing it with basically what is free health insurance but uh what are what are all those people going to do all those people working in the insurance industry all those lovely people who that was not on purpose that just happened um all, <laughs> i just made a great point all those lovely people my old insurance agent used to send me a birthday card which i was always like fuck off just take 30 cents off of my insurance bill please i got a uh birthday text from my periodontist who did uh, two gum graft surgeries which i was like i you know i don't think you did a bad job i'm not like mad at you because i had to have this gum graft surgery but i just kind of want to forget about the whole experience if possible i mean if i had to do it again i suppose i'd go to the same place but it's not like i have a basis for comparison oh i've We know you've got your choices in people who are going to, like, destroy your fucking mouth for a couple months. And we're glad you picked us. I'm like, I don't know. I just fucking went to the one I went to. But it was a horrible experience. I had to, like, go in the snow. I slid my car into a fucking curb and had to get a new wheel. That was bullshit. So, yeah, thanks for reminding me of that on my birthday. Thanks. That's great. Anyway, (laughs) what were we talking about? Um... Oh, yeah. Medicare for all. Okay. I have a question then. Um, what, what then constitutes, cause I've run into this, what constitutes an elective procedure and what is not? Because I was, you know, supposed to get this like basically jaw surgery that I couldn't get cause my insurance specifically forbade it. Cause we have awesome insurance where I work. And the, the lady at the, uh, oral surgeon's office was like, I literally have never seen a clause that specifically forbids this, but you have it. And I was like, well, that's me. I'm a trailblazer. I think that that one of the problems with government taking over the health industry is that then government is deciding what is and isn't important instead of uh, doctors. And I do think that doctors should probably make that decision should it be a bunch of politician, bunch of career politicians deciding what you do and do not need in terms of health? But also, I think government doesn't always make great health decisions. For example, I think that we could be a lot further with like stem cell treatments than we are. Like, how come you have to go to some sketchy shit in like Puerto Rico to get a fucking stem cell injection instead of a, a shoulder replacement surgery? or getting your neck fused or whatever? Like, shouldn't this be something that we can get? Shouldn't this be an option? Shouldn't this be like, well, let's try this shit first. Because what's going to happen? We'll inject some stem cells into you and either it'll help or not. And then uh, we move on. How was that? Should, uh, this one's not on there. Wait, what? Okay. Well, that was the last one. Those are the, those are the best, those are the craziest ideas I hope you'll join me in my crusade against the left. Uh, You can go to my Patreon. It's Helpful Snowman on Patreon. You can find it. I'm not going to fucking spell out the URL for you. I'm sure you can figure this out. If you can't figure out how to get to my Patreon, I don't want you as a patron anyway. That's not really true. Yes, I do. I will absolutely take money from fools and idiots who cannot use the internet. But uh, I'm just saying that to sound like a big man. Um, so I hope you'll help me in my crusade against the left, which, uh, will continue on until we're victorious or until the next episode of this show when I will have completely switched teams in a bid to become more popular. So thank you again. And, uh, we will see you next time.